Hi everyone, welcome to Behind the Scenes in Hell with Dr. Ron, a podcast that uncovers the hidden heroes and untold stories in the world of healthcare. I am your host, Dr. Rona Odigbe, or Dr. Ron for short, and I'm excited to take you on an insightful journey behind the curtains of the healthcare industry. I'm a medical doctor with a postgraduate degree in clinical anatomy and another in health informatics. I'm interested in healthcare technologies, innovation, patient care, informatics, and health content creation. In this podcast, we delve deep into the lives of healthcare workers, shining a spotlight on the dedicated professionals who work tirelessly behind the scenes to deliver exceptional care to patients. While doctors and nurses often take the center stage, there are countless unsung heroes who play critical roles in ensuring the seamless functioning of the healthcare system. From the skilled medical laboratory scientists and technologists who analyze samples and provide crucial diagnostic insights, to the compassionate medical social workers who offer support and guidance to patients and their families, we explore the multifaceted and essential contributions of every member of the healthcare team. Join us as we share stories of resilience, innovation, and teamwork that drive the heart of healthcare. We'll talk to healthcare administrators who navigate the complexities of managing a hospital efficiently. And we'll hear from healthcare researchers who are at the forefront of groundbreaking medical discoveries. Our podcast goes beyond the clinical aspects of healthcare as we shed light on the challenges and triumph of healthcare workers during the pandemic and beyond. We will discuss the mental and emotional toll of the profession and how these dedicated individuals find strength in the face of adversity while not overlooking those individuals who have pivoted into the non-clinical areas of healthcare and still contributing their quota to healthcare delivery. Behind the scenes in Hell with Dr. Ron is not just a podcast. It's a tribute to those who work diligently behind the scenes, often without recognition, to improve and save lives. Each episode will inspire you, leaving you with a newfound appreciation for the unsung heroes shaping the landscape of healthcare. If you're curious to explore the passion, commitment, and innovation that go into delivering quality healthcare, this podcast is for you. So tune in to Behind the Scenes in Hell with Dr. Ron and be a part of the conversation that celebrates the relentless spirit of those who make healthcare possible. It is my hope that with this podcast, we will shed light on these areas, improve patient care, and hopefully inspire the next generation of healthcare professionals, one conversation at a time. Subscribe now and join us on this enlightening journey through the art and soul of healthcare. Hi, what's up guys? Welcome back to another interesting episode on the show Behind the Scenes in Hell with Dr. Ron. If you're new to this channel, to this podcast, to this station, my name is Ronald and I talk about everything healthcare and all there is in between it really. So if that's the kind of content you're looking for, just hit the subscribe button. So on today's episode, I'll be talking about, you know, some of the things we should do or know as house officers. Now I finished as a house officer, you know, years ago, but recently I took a trip down memory lane and, you know, it got me thinking, I mean, there wasn't really some sort of formal induction for house officers who are new to any hospital or units. Though I'm aware that some hospitals are beginning to change their practice in Nigeria really by, you know, organizing formal inductions for doctors, you know, sort of give them bearing as to 
what they should be doing, what they should expect, do's and don'ts and all of that. So I just thought I should share some insight as to what I think um, every house officer should know. So if you're a medical student watching me or probably you're on your 600 level writing your final exam, this video will be very helpful to you to understand what to expect as a house officer. Now, I made a couple of notes down, so I'll just be looking intermittently to share those points and you know, talk a bit about them. Now, as a general overview, really, you know, house job is essentially a year of training, is a year of intense learning. And I would say you should try to absorb as much as you can during your house job time because typically after you're done with house job, it's it's quite a big challenge you know looking like my own experience when i finished house job and you know because after house job you get a license to independent practice and it could be quite challenging so the more you know the better for you actually right so it's just to have that at the back of your mind that it's a year of learning and training and <coughs> it could be challenging Sometimes it's not easy to get spots into house job, but when you get in, then you need to apply yourself judiciously. So I'll just talk about a couple of do's. Number one, but in no particular order, you have to always be punctual, right? You're the, in quote, lowest member in the hierarchy of the you know, doctors, really. And you're expected to be the first come in you do your own house officers rounds do your documentation and essentially the idea is just be punctual you know we need to know we can rely on you you should be on time and it tells us you're really serious as an individual then the next one is to be neat now back then a lot of people dress shabbily i mean people might differ on this really that it doesn't matter what you wear and all of that but i think it, it makes sense to to be neat you know so i know some institutions probably have dress codes you must wear a tie you know just be neat really because it sort of gives a confidence instills confidence of the patients or the patients basically trust you when you're so neat and uh, when your shirt and your tie or dress just be neat really that's all they ask for now your consultant should never come before you so people will still argue for this but it just shows you're responsible really like i said you're the first on call sort of so anything that happens in the unit you should be always aware of what's going on in the unit so you should be one step ahead really so unless maybe unforeseen circumstances that's probably where your consultant should come before you but ideally you should be there before your consultant always have all your you know stuff with you equipment really things like the stethoscope your patella hammer your pen torch your mdex if the case might be or you probably leave that in clinics you know so your little jotter and a paper or a pen rather so it doesn't make sense you're going to work without your tools at least stethoscope so then you have people who come to the world they're borrowing stats probably from the nurses or using the word stethoscope but at least if you're going to clinics or the world then you should have all your stuff with you you know 
it makes it easier it makes it less cumbersome for you you don't want to be boring pen boring paper boring stethoscope let me use this and people are really you know defensive when it comes to lending you stethoscopes and all of that so you just want to go your own so every round every clinic make sure you're always prepared then in terms of morning rounds you're the first you should do your own rounds first so your reg or your senior reg shouldn't do their rounds before you come and do your own rounds because that is the only way you can actually learn you come in early do your rounds first make your own assessments you know and document so by the time the regis the senior regis and the consultants come you get to see the difference between what you've done and what they've done remember i said it's a training period so nobody is going to fault you for anything because we assume you don't know so much right then you should always know your patient this one they were always singing it like music in our ears always know your patients at every point in time what are you managing for what are the investigations that are pending what medications is he or she on i understand this might be a lot of information to take in especially for people who i remember then working in orthopedics you know the whole world was full of people maybe like one two three four maybe like 40 people around so imagine knowing the whole diagnosis for the whole 40 people knowing all their medications so just know your patients really that's all they ask for you i mean there's no person that should be on the world that you are not aware at least to an extent of what's being done for that patient so it sort of shows how serious you are really then um, another thing you want to also ensure is to make sure all investigations are up to date in the folder or in the patient's folder notes and because during ward rounds after ward rounds we usually request for investigations do EUC, do food block counts, do this, do this, do this. So you get to take the samples and they get sent to the lab. So it's your job to, you know, ensure they are up to date. Anyone that is pending, you know, you know, it's, it's just to show that you, you're making efforts to make sure that everything is updated. So if a consultant comes in and says, probably, why is the EUC not ready? So you know why it's not ready. Or why the food block count is not ready you know why it is not ready and you give those answers answers really so that's basically the part of you no know, make making sure all your investigations are up to date and you follow up on everything really they need to be courteous to patients right they are in their most vulnerable periods or conditions really by virtue of being admitted on the ward or coming to the clinic for treatment or whatever. So you have to be courteous to them. So we've had cases where doctors are rude or nurses are rude or healthcare workers are generally rude and all of that. So that's a different conversation entirely. But as a baseline, you should be courteous to patients. When your team is in clinic, you should be in clinic, really. So you can't disappear when your team is in clinic so that they don't call it truancy or whatever then um before surgery because when you start rotating pediatric surgery ups and gynean you know all those rotations so when you get into surgery you no know, part of what you'll be doing is 
pre-op, you know, supporting pre-op care of patients, and that's still part of, you know, part of that is investigations, really. So you want to make sure all pre-op investigations have been done, results are out, and they'll be communicated to the registrars that are put in the folders. Anyone that is pending, what I used to do is I look for the information, why is it pending, then I escalate, because at that point, it's beyond me, really. So you just keep an eye on all those pre-op investigations. Now, in clinical presentations, you're going to be doing a lot of clinical presentations. Interestingly, a lot of people try to dodge clinical presentations, but that's the only way you can actually get better, you know, at understanding all these illnesses and their management. So try to actively participate in these clinical presentations as much as possible. And some people will sometimes the clinical meetings might not go the way you expect so you probably get a lot of criticism and sometimes negative criticism really because it's supposed to be a learning environment and a lot of persons are beginning to advocate uh, specialists or consultants or senior registrars don't have to insult to teach this is another conversation for another day probably uh, i get a couple of persons to come and talk about this but teaching can be done without you know humiliating doctors and all of that so but you want to actively participate in clinical presentations you know because you the more you talk about these illnesses the it becomes a good part of you really then always ask questions don't assume anything nobody will kill you if you don't know the answer you know and <clears throat> There's really no harm in not knowing. You know, even though here they probably expect you to know so much, okay, you're fresh from medical school, you should know 30 causes of fever in this patient or 50 causes of uh, hernia, you know, different stuff really. But you, you have to sort of have an idea that of whatever they're asking you. And when you're not clear, you should always ask questions if you are not clear about whatever thing they're talking about either if about the procedure probably about the management protocol whatever it is always ask questions when you are not clear so if there is a consult most times the consult will come to your table as the house officer so it's your job to escalate that consult you know to your registrar or inform who is next on your team really so a consult is usually an invitation from another department to come and see another person so if i'm working or rotating in pediatrics right and the orthopedic surgeon they are seeing a child who has a fracture they probably invite the pediatricians to come and you know have a review probably maybe the baby is vomiting or something so the pediatrician have to come in so the orthopedic team will send a consult to the pediatricians and if i'm the house officer in pediatrics i get that letter then i escalate as necessary then you want to respect everybody in the team so it's not just the doctors you're respecting you're respecting the nurses you're respecting the porters you're respecting the ward clerks you're respecting every single member of the healthcare team because nobody is bigger than the other really in my own um perspective really so these are some of the things um you should know or we should know as house officers really that people didn't teach us and we had to 
sort of land on the way which really didn't make sense so kudos to those hospitals who are you know making formalized induction programs for new house officers i think that's something that should probably be scaled on the national basis and you know standardize the sort of you know then some of the don'ts of house job you shouldn't come late to clinics right you shouldn't come late to ward rounds you should not leave your duties undone you're supposed to maybe post ward rounds you're supposed to take blood samples from five people uh, for some weird reason you just refuse to take those blood samples it doesn't make sense because that's impacting patient care ultimately so who are you leaving it for you know so try not to leave duties undone uh, always take permission before you leave you should not be rude to your superiors. You shouldn't fail to ask questions. I already talked about that. You shouldn't fail to ask questions anytime you're in the dark or you're confused. So you're better safe than sorry. You know, and don't gossip about your patients. Don't gossip about your colleagues, really. I think I made a video about, you know, staying safe on social media and all of that. So gossiping about patients is one of those things that you don't want to get involved with. Just come do your work and go home. So I hope I've been able to shed some light, you know, to the would-be house officers if you're watching me. So if you know somebody who is getting into house job, then you probably want to share this video with them, right? All right, thank you. And um, that's it for me on this episode. And until I see you in the next one, stay safe and bye for now. We have come to the end of another captivating episode of Behind the Scenes in Hell with Dr. Ron and I hope it has left you inspired and enlightened. The dedication, compassion and expertise showcased by these unsung heroes of healthcare deserve our utmost admiration and gratitude. We want to extend our heartfelt appreciation to all healthcare professionals who work tirelessly day and night to provide exceptional care to patients. Your selflessness and unwavering commitment to improving lives are what makes the healthcare system truly remarkable. If you've enjoyed our podcast, please consider subscribing and leaving us a review. Your feedback is invaluable and helps us continue bringing you engaging stories from the heart of healthcare. In the coming episodes, we'll continue to explore diverse roles and contributions of healthcare workers, share more inspiring stories of resilience and innovation. We'll also delve into critical topics such as healthcare disparities, mental health in the medical profession, and the future of healthcare technologies. We will also tell patient stories as we have realized they are the reasons why we do the work that we do. If you have a story you'd like us to feature, a healthcare professional you'd like us to highlight, or a patient stories that you would like us to tell, we'd love to hear from you. Please connect with us on social media or through our website or better still drop us an email and let's continue the conversation. Remember, Behind the Scenes in Hell with Dr. Ron is not just a podcast. It is a celebration of the remarkable individuals who form the backbone of our healthcare system. Join us on this journey as we shine a light on the invaluable work they do, often with little recognition but with boundless impact on patient lives. Thank you for being part of the community and for supporting Behind the Scenes in Hell with Dr. Ron. Together, let's amplify the voices of healthcare workers and patients 
and ultimately celebrate the unseen efforts that drive the heart of healthcare. Until next time, stay curious, stay inspired, and stay connected. Take care, and I'll see you soon in another episode of Behind the Scenes Health with Dr. Ron. Bye for now.